0: Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining me on the Money Girl podcast. My name is Laura Adams, and I'm a personal finance and small business author, online educator, spokesperson, and consumer advocate who's been hosting this show every week since 2008. I hope your new year is going well so far. I have been cleaning out old files, getting organized. I have a paperless system, but I I have a lot of legacy paper in my life that I'm weeding through. And my goal is just to tackle one file every day until I get through it. So it's uh, it's going pretty well so far. I always feel the need to get organized. That's something I always think about in the new year. And I'll probably have a podcast coming up soon about going paperless if that is something that you wanna do as well. Well, if you're new to the show, I want to welcome you. We have a lot of new listeners, and I hope that this podcast will be your secret weapon for getting the knowledge and motivation you need to prioritize your finances, build wealth, and have more security and less stress. We cover a wide variety of topics each week, and you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips to take your money management to the next level. So be sure to subscribe to the show and also participate by sending me your money questions or comments. There are a couple ways you can do that. You can leave a message 24-7 on our voicemail line by calling 302-364-0308. Or you can send me an email using the contact page at lauradadams.com. Also, don't miss the notes for each show and the full archive of podcasts. They're in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. In today's episode, number 667, we're going to chat about saving money. This is such a fundamental topic because if you're spending every penny you make, either personally or in your business, if you're self-employed, you don't have a way to get ahead financially and build wealth. Having leftover money each month is the seed that you need to grow more money. So if you're living paycheck to paycheck right now without saving and investing, this episode is definitely for you. Or maybe you're thinking, well, Laura, I'm already saving all I can. Or, you know, I'm doing pretty good setting aside some money. Still stay with me. I'm going to have plenty of tips and ideas for you to chew on. Today, I'll review seven resolutions you can make this year to save thousands. No matter if you love or hate New Year's resolutions, they're kind of hard to avoid during January. And I think you can commit to new financial goals any time of year, but having a new year ahead of you is the perfect opportunity to reset your priorities and get motivated to save more. Even if you only adopt a few of the tips we cover, they can move your finances in a positive, positive Fresh new direction. All right, so let's get into it. The first tip for a resolution to save thousands is go on a spending freeze. Controlling your spending is a struggle for most people, but it's a critical financial skill because, as I mentioned, if you spend every penny you make, you won't have anything left to save and invest. Living below your means is the key to getting ahead financially and building wealth. So a spending freeze can help because it's a period when you decide to spend money only on necessities, such as groceries housing, utilities, transportation, and insurance. The idea is to resist the urge to buy wants, such as excess clothes, trinkets, or housewares, and just to be grateful for what you already have. A spending freeze allows you to see how much and how often you buy stuff that you really don't need, even if you can't afford it. The money you don't spend on those extras could get earmarked for a savings goal. It could be boosting your emergency savings or maxing out a retirement account. You could start by freezing all unnecessary spending for several weeks or a month, or you might freeze certain types of purchases that are problematic for your budget, such as spending on hobbies, beauty products, or luxury items. And then consider extending the duration of a spending freeze, or even doing one several times throughout the year to maximize your savings. All right, our second resolution that you can implement this year to save more is to check your impulse spending. And I've done podcasts previously on this topic. Living within your means if you're an impulsive spender can be difficult. So if you're doing that, if you have a tendency to just pull the trigger and buy things on a whim, it is time to quit. So here are some strategies that can help you. One is never shop for entertainment. And I think that's getting harder to resist because we're spending more time online. And so the shopping is just always in front of us. But I'm going to recommend that you do not tempt yourself by going shopping either in person or online. If you're bored, you're just trying to fill time, you're just looking for something to do. That is not a good idea. When you're trying to save money, you need to be a deliberate shopper, kind of get in and get out, get what you need and get out so you don't end up buying items that you should not buy. So again, don't think about surfing online stores as entertainment because sure enough, you're going to buy something that you really don't need. Another tactic is to unsubscribe from retailers. Getting those notifications from your favorite stores about flash sales and promotions can be fun, but they can also be really challenging to resist. If those ads cause you to overspend or to buy unnecessary items, choose not to have them delivered to your inbox. Another strategy that I've used for many years is to use a waiting period. Never buy items over a certain amount, such as $50 or $100, without waiting at least 24 hours. That allows time for a spending impulse to settle down, so you can decide if you really need to purchase something with a clear mind. In a lot of cases, that waiting period makes you realize that you don't need the item. You might even forget about it. And it'll make you realize that you just didn't even want to make that purchase in the first place. So I do this and I can promise you that after those 24 hours go by, in a lot of cases, I really have completely forgotten about the item, which shows that I really didn't need it in the first place. Another strategy is to calculate what an item costs in time. So when you're about to hit the buy button for particularly an expensive item, figure out the amount of work required. For example, let's say you earn $25 per hour after taxes. Buying a $250 pair of shoes costs you 10 hours of work. Now, only you can decide if those shoes are so fantastic that they are really worth a long workday. But I think calculating an item's worth in your time puts it in perspective. And also another strategy to stop those impulse purchases is to notice your emotions. Don't shop when you're feeling anxious, angry, hungry, or sad, because it's easier to let your guard down and make poor decisions. Wait to shop until you have a better mindset so you'll be less likely to overspend. All right, the third resolution you might set this year to save money is to get rid of unused stuff. I am on a mission for this one. We all have unused stuff. Clothes, sporting goods, electronics, and items in storage that we really should ditch. So join me by resolving to unload items that you have not used in the past year or two. If you have not looked at something or needed something within that period, you probably don't need it. You probably don't even like it. And when you come across something that you forgot that you even owned, well, it's definitely time to purge it. In many cases, when we have too much clutter or we are feeling unorganized, the solution is not to get organized but to get rid of more stuff so you don't even have to manage it in the first place. Here's some apps that can help. OfferUp is a mobile marketplace for local buyers and sellers where you can negotiate prices and pickup times through the app's messaging service. Users have profiles and ratings from previous transactions. Unlike eBay, OfferUp does not charge fees to sell or buy items. All you have to do is take a photo of what you want to sell, post it to the app, and chat with potential buyers. Declutter is spelled D-E-C-L-U-T-T-R. This will buy your stuff, particularly electronic stuff, such as smartphones, iPods, even CDs, DVDs, video games, books, Legos, and more. You scan the barcode on each item, and or with Legos, they actually buy them by the pound, and then Declutter makes you an offer. If you accept the offer, you get a prepaid shipping label, and then you send your item, and you receive payment once it's received and inspected. Thread Up is one of my very favorite online secondhand clothing stores. They pay you or offer a credit when your clothing, handbags, or accessories get sold. And by the way, this is men's, women's, and kids' stuff. They give you a prepaid shipping label to send in your items, and then they list and price your accepted items. But you can alter the prices if you wish. And you can choose that your unaccepted items will get donated to charity on your behalf. They maybe only accept like 50% of the items that you send in, but it's one of the easiest ways to clean out your closet. In fact, it's been so popular that I think they're freezing their, what they call clean out bags right now because they are still sorting through so much uh, during from during the pandemic. So, if you sign up, they'll notify you when they're ready to start taking their clean out bags again. The real, real is a local and online consignment store for luxury items. So, you know, if you've got some Gucci shoes, a Versace jacket, a Prada handbag that have not seen the light of day in a while, you might want to consign on the Real Real. I love this site, both for buying and selling luxury items. They give you a prepaid shipping label and pay you when your item sells. You don't have to take any pictures or create a listing because they do all that work for you and they make sure that brands are authentic. Poshmark is another online marketplace where you can sell clothing, handbags, and accessories. With this one, you have to upload your photos, create listings, and set prices. Buyers can message you directly and ask questions or negotiate, and then you mail the items to your buyer, and Poshmark takes a commission depending on the purchase price. This option obviously takes more effort on your part than consignment services, but it may yield you higher prices. When you sell your unused items, the idea is to use the money to buy something you really want or to build financial security by adding that money to your savings or your retirement account. And if you cannot sell items, making donations to charities such as Goodwill or the Salvation Army helps other people and can also be tax deductible. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Money Girl is sponsored by Claridon. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily for those with allergies All right, the fourth resolution you might want to make this year is to take a personal money day. Sometimes taking the time to focus on your money is the only thing stopping you from saving more. Make a resolution to take a personal money day within the next 30 days. Go ahead, open up your calendar, set it right now. It's going to be a full day that you block out to focus exclusively on your finances. So if you don't already have a budget or a spending plan, this would be a perfect time to start one. You might track your spending on paper using an Excel spreadsheet, a Google Doc, or even get set up with a financial program such as Quicken. Use your personal money day to evaluate if your bank accounts are the best fit for you. And if you're not already making regular automated contributions to a retirement account, you might want to sign up. And it's easy to open a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA at an online investment site such as Betterment. And another smart way to save money is to review your insurance coverages. Check out sites like bankrate.com, policygenius.com to compare quotes for different types of policies, such as auto insurance, home insurance, renter's insurance, and life insurance. We all have to have insurance, but you do need to compare quotes from time to time to make sure you're getting the best rates. Review your bills. See if you can get a better deal on your internet cable or your cell phone plans could you find a less expensive apartment you know is it time to downsize call different companies or do online research to see how you can cut your monthly expenses and you might also spend some time on your personal money day thinking about ways to make more money not only can you sell unused items like we just talked about but maybe you want to look for a better paying job you might start freelancing with a side hustle you know what essential tasks and issues you've been putting off in your financial life that could really make a big difference. So this is the time to get caught up and make those things happen. Again, open your calendar, schedule that personal money day. The fifth resolution you might make to save money is this is pretty simple check your credit reports. I'm always shocked when I find out that the majority of Americans have never checked their credit. And this is something you should be doing at least once a year. Not only is it the best way to know if you've become the victim of identity theft, but monitoring your credit and correcting any errors can boost your credit scores. And having higher credit scores allows you to pay less for many products and services, including loans, credit cards, insurance, deposits on your utility accounts, and more. So make a resolution to check your credit this year. You can review or download your credit reports for each of the nationwide credit bureaus at annualcreditreport.com. There are also some great credit sites, such as Credit Karma and Credit Sesame, where not only can you see your credit reports, but you can get some of your credit scores, and you can get that information as often as you like. All right, the sixth resolution you might make is to automate a savings goal. Since it's so easy to go off the financial rails, a really smart way to stick to a money resolution is to automate it. Here are some ways that you might put your savings on autopilot. You might participate in a retirement plan at work, such as a 401k or 403b that deducts your elected contributions from your paycheck before you ever receive it. That's why retirement plans at work are so successful. They are happening in the background of your life. You don't have to think about it or take any action, but you can do the same thing even if you don't have a retirement plan at work. You can set up recurring transfers from your bank account to a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. If college expenses are on the horizon for you or someone in your family, consider opening up a 529 college savings plan. This is a tax-advantaged account that you can easily put on autopilot to make those automatic contributions from uh, from your bank account. Another option is to have a portion of your paycheck sent directly to a bank savings account to build up your emergency fund, or to save for other goals, like a down payment on a home or taking a vacation, you may have to ask your employer to split that out. But they have the ability to split your direct deposit into multiple accounts. So maybe a portion of it goes into your checking and then you say, okay, I want 10% or $10 or whatever amount you want to go into a separate savings account. So that's an easy way to put your savings on autopilot. And my last tip is to make a resolution to learn more about personal finances. And I know that's a priority for you because you're listening to this podcast. So, you know, pat yourself on the back. You're here. You are definitely making an effort. Mastering your personal or your business finances and becoming a savvy money manager doesn't happen overnight. It really is a lot of information. And You know, none of us are born knowing all of this. I certainly wasn't. I've been studying personal finances for decades. And, uh, you know, you just have to kind of realize that we don't get the education that we need in high school or college to truly manage every aspect of our finances. You know, most people get zero financial education in school. So just continue your education by reading or listening to at least one money book uh, a year or completing an online course in a finance topic that interests you per year. The more you know, the more strategies you can implement to earn and save more. And of course, I'm an author, so I'd love to recommend my books. Debt-Free Blueprint is a great resource if you're ready to create a debt reduction plan. And my latest title, Money Smart Solopreneur, is just the ticket for aspiring or experienced small business owners to master their not only business money, but their personal money. And of course, subscribing to this podcast for weekly education and inspiration is always free. Making financial resolutions can get you fired up to create good habits and reach big goals, but the trick is making them stick for the long term. To stay focused, I want to recommend that you choose just a couple, you know, maybe one or two resolutions that mean the most to you instead of trying dozens at once. If you can stay focused, you're going to increase your chances for success. I hope that's given you some things to think about as you're making resolutions. And I'll offer up a couple more resources if you're stressed about your credit or a growing debt balance and know that that is keeping you from saving more money this year. I would really love for you to check out a couple of my online classes. One is called Build Better Credit, the Ultimate Credit Score Repair Guide. That's gonna give you all the tools that credit professionals are using and charging thousands of dollars for. You'll learn what to do, when to do it, how to do it it so you repair your credit and get the financial life you deserve another class that i have online is called get out of debt fast a proven plan to stay debt free forever this will give you a step by step debt reduction plan you'll come away with all the strategies you need to eliminate debt faster even if you don't have extra money it'll also give you tips for dealing with collectors techniques to restructure your financial life and pursue your dreams I really love online learning because not only do you get lifetime access to the content, but you can learn at your own pace. And you can learn 24-7, which I think is really important right now. And for the new year, you can get a huge discount on these courses uh, by simply texting me. Text the phrase credit course with no space or debt course with no space to the number 33444, and I'll send you more information. And of course, you can visit lauradadams.com to get more information on those courses as well. I hope to see you in class. Well, that's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard, Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, take a moment to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes that are always available at quickanddirtytips.com.